we worship a God who is big and mighty and strong. We worship a God that is omnipresent, meaning he's everywhere equally present. We worship a God who's omniscient, meaning he knows all things. We worship a God who is immutable, meaning he never changes. We worship a God who is transcendent, meaning he is above all things. We worship a God who is eternal, meaning that he has no beginning, he has no end. And this God describes himself in the Bible as sovereign and in control of all things. This is Fixed on Jesus. Welcome back again to the Fixed on Jesus podcast. I am here. My name is Rich, and I am joined by Mark Johnson Jr. Hello. And our production coordinator behind the glass is Heather Corbett. Bulletproof. It's bulletproof glass, which is good for us because sometimes she shoots through, tries to shoot through the glass. So her eye, she does have looks that can kill sometimes when we do Woo. stupid things, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. I, I didn't even sing this time and she's still making a face. That's right, exactly. She's happy I didn't sing. That's right. So is Rich. I'm very happy. But it's not over yet, so we'll uh-huh. see what the day brings. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> so, so what are we talking about today? We're talking about a whole lot. A whole lot, okay. It's, it's packed in. And the main topic is going to be God's sovereignty and human responsibility. Ooh, that's a doozy. It is a doozy. That's a that's a phrase I've heard. That's a, okay. That's good. Yeah. So let's start with how would you define the sovereignty of God? That's a good question. I get this as a question a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. God to say God is sovereign means that God is in complete control. Very simply. Okay. And does that apply to everything? Everything. Okay, so then the next question would be on the human responsibility side. Yeah. And this is also a question that's asked a lot. All the time. Especially in the Reformed world of people who aren't in the Reformed world, they'll ask. Yeah, sure. If God is sovereign, how is it possible for us to have free will? And they might might even mean something different by free will, so maybe. Yeah, yeah, I think that's, that is kind of how it boils down to, because when we think about God being sovereign, we think, immediately that if God is in control of all things, that somehow our choices don't matter. Right. And that it doesn't matter what we do, which is the opposite of how God's sovereignty works. In is that determinism? Determinism? That's one way to talk yeah. about it. Determinism would say that it doesn't matter what we do. Our choices are fixed. Mm. Um, so what I would say is this. Um, when people generally, when they ask about free will, generally what they mean is, uh, they have an expectations that humans are autonomous, mm. meaning that people are auto means self and namas is law, meaning they're a law unto themselves and there is no outside, there is no outside force or pressure that can cause them to do something they don't want to do. And so nobody in their right mind would say that humanity is autonomous. None of us would say that that's true of us. Um, because we all know that there's a whole host of things that can, that can affect us and cause us to do things that we don't want to do. Let's just start with emotions, right? So 
small things can affect our emotions and our emotions can take over and we can become or do things we don't want to do, right? Yes. But free will is something different. I would say that humans have genuine free will where we have the right and responsibility to take responsibility for the choices we make. If Mark reaches across the table and punches me in the face. I did that. We cut it out. Uh, yeah. Mark would. He said his nose never bled before and I, I didn't believe him. <laughs> I have never had a bloody nose. That mm. is correct. Never. I want to test that hypothesis. You can. You can try, but you're not fast enough. Anyway. <laughs> I um, can't sing, but I am fast. Uh, we'll see. Uh, so anyway, if Mark, punt, if Mark punched me in the face, he couldn't say, well, God's sovereign. I didn't really have any choice mm. in that. You did have a choice. That is a real choice you had, right? right. And so God is- I wouldn't is in, make that choice, God just for is, the record. Thank you. Uh, for your good. Thank you. <laughs> for my good. <laughs> uh-huh. God, is, God is sovereign in control of all things, but humans have real responsibility. And so- one of the mysteries about that is how do those things work together? We do not have the answer to that. But I can tell you that in the scriptures, God's sovereignty is never, ever an excuse for human inactivity. So I think that's what the, the mistake people make is when they hear God is sovereign, they think, well, then it doesn't matter what I do. My choices have no consequences. My choices are irrelevant. Yeah. No, quite the opposite. Quite the opposite. God, who is sovereign, freely chooses means to bring about his will. And so he uses the means of prayer. He uses the means of imperfect people like us evangelizing. He uses the means of somebody showing love and care and kindness to others to make the kingdom advance. Um, and so he freely uses human means to do just that. And we have real choices to make in real time that matter for eternity. Um, yeah. Our choices are not emptied of all their meaning because God is sovereign. Great. Yeah. I heard it explained in like a simple one sentence line, and I want you to pick it apart if you think it's wrong, but God can accomplish his purposes through your free choices. Would you say that's true or a good way to think about it? Or how would you say it differently? I would say, when you say God can accomplish, I would say God does accomplish. God does, okay. More so like, definitive. Yeah, I mean, he, he's, he is unlimited in any way that we mm -hmm. are. And so like he... So our choices can't mess up his plan. That's one way to take it. Okay. Yes. Um, but also our choices when we follow the Lord are going to work in concert with his plan. I want what he wants for me anyways. Yeah, right, exactly. And so, like, for example, when we think about God's sovereignty and how it functions in the Bible, what we see is when Paul talks about his missionary journeys and he's kind of giving reports to some of the churches in the New Testament, he never says, because God's sovereign, it doesn't really matter. Things are going to happen the way they're going to happen. Mm. He doesn't do that. He begs for people to pray for him. So supplication. Yes. On his behalf. Why? Because because it matters. It must. It must matter. If God, if the sovereignty of God led to human inactivity, then prayer wouldn't matter. Then yeah, obedience would wouldn't matter. Evangelism yeah. wouldn't matter. But that's the opposite of what we're talking about here. Mm -hmm. um, it matters. So if you think God's sovereignty means that it's a life of human inactivity, let me just tell you right now, you do not understand God's sovereignty. You do not mm. understand what it means for God to be sovereign and, and in control. 
See, yeah. we, we, we worship a God who is big and mighty and strong. We worship a God that is omnipresent, meaning he's everywhere equally present. We worship a God who's omniscient, meaning he knows all things. We worship a God who is immutable, meaning he never changes. We worship a God who is transcendent, meaning he is above all things. We worship a God who is eternal, meaning that he has no beginning, he has no end. And this God describes himself in the Bible as sovereign and in control of all things. And so that might rub us humans the wrong way, but if we compare ourselves to him, we're not eternal. We're not transcendent. We're not immutable. Um, we're not any of the things that he is in and, of, in and of himself. And so it's important to recognize we're the creatures here, not the creator. Mm. We're the ones who are his creatures. And so even though it might not, we might not like the fact that he's sovereign, he is. The other reality is, is that sometimes people like to dumb down his sovereignty or redefine his sovereignty in such a way so as to make him more palatable. Make him, making him less and us more. Exactly. And so like that's not – So, I, it would be really hard to worship sort of a Marvel character mm-hmm. god who's just a little bit better than me and can take a punch better and yeah. you know, maybe has a fighting chance against Thanos. I feel like Thanos. you could take a punch. I could take a punch. I don't want to sure. touch that hypothesis. No, you don't. Believe me, you don't. <laughs> Um, Richard's in these I streets. Do, <laughs> you can take me off the streets, but you can't take the streets <laughs> out of me. Um, so, but I can say this, God, God is beyond, right? And so we don't want to worship a God just a little bit better than us. We want to worship a God beyond us, far beyond us. Trans, he wouldn't be worthy of worship if he wasn't other. To understand that God is sovereign means that we, we realize that we just take God on his terms and what, what we find in the scriptures of what he says about himself. Yeah. And so it's just humility to come to the Bible and say, you know what? I'm limited. He's not. Yeah. Right. Right. And so does and that it's mean arrogant to think that we're as much as him? We're not. Yeah. Not even we're, close. We're not the standard of how, of how he's judged. And also it just takes, it takes just a modicum of humility just to realize, okay, you know what? It might not make sense to me to understand how God can be ultimately sovereign and my choices really matter. That okay. We're not going to be able to have a philosophical discussion about that to where we can explain how they work together. Yeah. They, we can't do that. They don't. Right. In this world, we can't figure that out. But in the next, um, we're going to see that that's true. What we do find in the scriptures is that God is sovereign in control of all things, and our choices matter. We have to trust him. Yeah, and how those two work together is a mystery. Mm. So if we think that there's our, there should be no mysteries when it comes to anything associated with the ancient of days, we're fooling ourselves. Yeah. He gave us a certain revelation in the Bible, and it leaves some of it up to mystery, and you're saying this falls into that category. Yeah. And whenever I say mystery, I don't mean that people can't ask questions. You know, like when I'm saying that, I don't I don't mean to say, hey, listen, don't ever ask about that. Right. The opposite. Quite the opposite. In fact, here at our church, one of the things I try to say on a regular basis is if you ever have questions, ask. Yeah. So when I talk about mystery, I don't I'm not saying it like, hey, you can't ever ask this question. I mean, when you ask the question, I can explain what we just said. And you know, you're going to realize, man, there's a lot more mystery and we just need to com- become comfortable with mystery yeah. because it's a difficult thing to try to explain. The mm-hmm. eternal 
cannot be readily explained or understood by the temporal. That's mm. just the reality of it. Yeah. And so, uh, but keep asking questions. Yeah. That's what we do. We're humans. We're, we're designed to ask questions. I got one. I got a question. Shoot. What is our responsibility as, as believers? Our responsibility as believers. Yes. That's not an open-ended question at all. Right? Uh, I mean, it's to follow Jesus, to please him, to live for his glory, uh, mm. to, to, uh, become a, to become reflections of him. Uh, more and more, and to become as we grow, to grow, to grow in our image, to grow in our likeness to Him, so that um, and so one day when we see Him, we will be like Him, and so that's our ultimate journey is to be like our Savior. Got it. Love that. I just wanted to wanted to know better. Yeah, there you go. But yeah, that pretty much concludes our talk about God's sovereignty and human responsibility. Thank you so much for tuning in. Feel yes. free to send us an email at production at centeredgilbert.com any email about anything um even you know what i would actually appreciate some backup here if you could email us just to help mark know not to sing just send an email that says in the title don't sing mark but if you like the singing which we don't feel free to also send an email so it can go either way it, you gotta it, gotta leave them options. It you could gotta go give them free will. It, I'll give them free will, but I I also recognize that uh, it could go either way, but it won't. It so, won't. Anyway, and I will not be punching anybody because I am a lover, not a fighter. Okay, that's that's a strange way to end. Praise God for that. Amen. Thanks for listening, everybody.